Hello and welcome to the Messy and Glorious podcast. I'm Sam, your host, writer and bravery coach for women who want to tell their story to make a gentle but powerful impact. Today's guest is Catherine McGuire, an entrepreneur, investor and international mentor whose drive and determination has often motivated and inspired me. Catherine's pivotal moment came when she, her personal circumstances changed. As a single mum and full-time carer with zero income, she took her bleak circumstance and turned them into a multi-million pound property business, which began from her parents' kitchen table. Hi, Catherine. I'm so glad to have you here today. Um, I'm really excited to be speaking with you because, um, yeah, nice to have a catch-up with you because we've known each other for a little while. Um, yeah, and um, you do, like, obviously really inspire me. That's why you're here. Um, oh, so you can, can share the share the love with everyone else. Um, so um, for the listeners um, who uh, maybe don't know you, or haven't come across you yet. Um, in your own words, what do you do and why? Oh, that's a big question to start with. That's great. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. Um, I started off my my first business, uh, which was property, as you mentioned. Um, and I've gone on to do other things from then. So I I, I set up a um, an investment company, an investment business, and I became financially free very quickly I was in as you said very dire circumstances um, originally and I I had two children to support and I was absolutely not going to let them down so I decided to um, create this business for because I needed to work from home as well as as you mentioned my daughter was very ill at the time and I was a full-time in effect a full-time carer for her so I started this business because I could do it from my kitchen table uh, or my parents kitchen table uh, <laughs> as as happened uh, I also um, from that becoming financially independent within about 18 months of starting that business uh, I decided to you know I'd, I'd learned how to do it I learned a lot of skills very quickly and worked very hard to to achieve what I achieved and I decided to help other people uh, to to create or do what I had done so I then started uh, property mentoring and um, eventually was invited to become an international mentor for one of the leading uh, property training uh, companies in the UK. And that was very exciting. So I did that for actually five years um, and also set up a consultancy. So just before becoming an international mentor, I set up my own Catherine McGuire consultancy where I coached and uh, mentored women in business. So I had uh, started small mastermind groups and I've done lots of different things in between that as well. But um, that's that's what I, I most enjoy doing, the mentoring and really helping people, particularly women. I do have some heart-centered men that I uh, mentor as well, but mostly women and uh, helping them to either start businesses or leverage existing businesses. Um, many women start businesses without, as I did, without really knowing what on earth I was doing, um, but you learn the skills pretty quickly. And I, I find that I can save women a lot of time uh, and heartache in many ways by, by mentoring them to, to get to the next steps much, much more quickly because I've, I've made all those mistakes so I can help them with that. Yeah, oh no, I found that. I like it's taken me a good 10 years. <laughs> like I'm in my 10th year now, but obviously I had quite a lot of trauma to go through, but just like finding my way and realizing what it was I really wanted to do. And then blooming from that whereas like some people find their feet straight away or they they you know they 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 go through 
the normal hardships of putting the business together, which is, you know, no mean feat, is it? And I think as women, we we have some incredible school skills we already do. that mean that we are best prepared for that anyway. And, um, you know, that we can really flourish, especially if we do have a good mentor who's got our back um, like you. So, um, yeah, I really, really, really just... Um, having the right things in place and and saving that time of oh some frustrations and the tools you need to use and things like this and trying things out which which is all great learning experience but I think um if you can cut if you can cut down that time it takes and and the pain pain elements then all all the better indeed so that's brilliant just take us back um a little bit to that pivotal moment and maybe the run-up and how you were feeling um because real I'd really love to understand is like a lot of people find themselves in a place where they're on the floor quite literally um and some of us are slightly more emotional and I'm putting my hand up there um, <laughs> than others and can get you can get weighed down in that emotion and that I'm going to use the word pathetic because that can be mm. placed as a term upon us as how yeah. we approach our life when things turn upside down what how did you feel at the time and what kind of drove you um fundamentally to sort of move from that place so I think I mean that's a brilliant question again I I was in an extremely bad place um no doubt about it my mental health was suffering at the time um I was very close I think to a nervous breakdown actually uh, I went through a very traumatic, um, well, uh, a very traumatic court case uh, for my divorce, and uh, which was the pivotal moment. And I came through that absolutely exhausted. I mean, I literally it was two and a half years of absolute hell, to be honest. And I, I really um, was just totally washed out. And I, I had no choice but to immediately. I couldn't. I'd, I didn't even get the time to recuperate really because I was immediately in a very negative situation and I had to start thinking how am I going to look after my children and I couldn't go out to get a job which most people would say well go and get a job I couldn't get a job because I was caring for my daughter at home I had no money and some people say well how on earth did you start a property business because there's this very you know, big misconception that you need a huge amount of money to start a property business and, and you don't. But I was fortunate enough to have huge amount of support from family and, and friends as well. Some very close, very dear friends who did support me, but, you know, to, 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 to get motivated. But I, I, I think I am fortunate in myself that I am what I would call a self-starter. Um, I, I am able to give myself a good a proverbial kick up the backside um <laughs> you know when when I'm feeling down and I have still now have good days and bad days I try very hard to be positive all the time because that's that's the person I want to be but I yeah I mean I I have experienced some very dark days and I, but I ultimately for me was was working out what my why was um and we talk about this a lot in mentoring and coaching and you know in business really in general and I didn't know that was that was what it was at the time but I I thought to my you know I took a try to take a little bit of time out and just thought to myself what do I really want to do and the absolute thing that I wanted to do was to be independent and to be able to support my children and to never ever be dependent 
on another individual ever again. Um, and that, that was probably for me the key realization that I needed to accept that and take it on board and then work out a plan to move forward. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I don't know if that resonates with other people, but-, but I'm um, sure it does. <laughs> having been in many places where I've felt a lack of independence myself, um, it's quite suffocating and frustrating. And sometimes you don't realize that you're in that spot where your independence has been taken away. Um, and yeah, I can imagine that people are wondering about self-starter element. Now, if someone's maybe not a natural self-starter, which you know some of us aren't, what do you think that they can do to help them take a step in that direction of, of you know, driving them towards independence which is the key for mm. this isn't it, yeah. it yes independence is 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 a fundamental element of our own self-worth and our um our daily motivation and drive for ourselves um to to know that we're we're holding ourselves up as well yeah yeah um i would say for sure for definite the advice that I would give in that particular uh, uh, circumstance, if, if you aren't a self-starter and you, you, but you want to do something, it's, it is firstly working out your why. And it, once you have a why, you have a purpose. And I think having a purpose is probably the key element to, to getting anything done in life, not just in business, but in life in general. And once you have that purpose, and my purpose was to, you know, to look after my children and to make sure that they had everything that, that I wanted them to have and that they mm -hmm. needed. I wanted them to have a good life. I didn't want them to have a, a crap life, you know, a poor life, a, a life of, of uh, lack. I wanted them to have an abundant life. And I, I, that for me was a really big driving point. And I think if you're not a self-starter, if you know that you have a purpose and you you can identify that purpose it's just that is the first step to actually being able to take some action even if it's just planning even if it's just sitting down and thinking right I know what my why is I now have a purpose and now I'm going to work out a plan of how I'm going to create or develop or do whatever it is that you need to do to get to that you know that 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 end goal to work towards that that purpose that why and I I we, we talk about baby steps always taking baby steps and and you just have to take the first step whatever that first step is you've got to work out what that first step is mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about sitting down and doing massive you know business plans or life plans or anything like that because that is just too overwhelming for most people if they're in a, a very negative you know situation you can't think that big. You can't think that far ahead. It might be, what am I going to do tomorrow? Or what can I achieve by the end of the week? It's, it's, or even what can I do in the next hour? Mm -hmm. If you're in that significantly, you know, desperate situation. Um, and I know many women have been there because I have been there. Um, but it, it, it's just knowing what, what can I do? What's that next step? What's that first step, should I say? Uh, but if you have a purpose and you know why you're doing it, you can you absolutely can do it yeah it's weird isn't it I know for me and I've mentioned this a few times like the one of the very first steps was literally just getting out of bed in the morning yeah and yeah. you know deciding that to, to sit up and move my feet 
and yeah. just take on the day and um that was the yeah that was quite a a massive thing for me and you know just um yeah just taking those little tiny steps how crucial is that we don't need to be overwhelmed we just need to take the net literally move one foot in front of the other until yeah. we get to the point where we can um do a little bit more now mm-hmm. um yeah so do you feel like um you've built an enormous amount of resilience in life and how does that display itself in your work um you know through the the way you work with people the way you understand people um and encourage people as well Mm -hmm. I I think it's uh, my experiences in life and and that probably was the main uh, negative experience of my life I have had other things as well of course as we all have um, but I think I am extremely resilient now I, I don't think uh, you know when you're at rock bottom there's nowhere else to go um, and uh, you know I, I know that people will will those that have been there who haven't had a charmed life you know n- understand that you you it kind of almost uh, removes a lot of fear for you because you can't fail, you can only learn because you've already been to that place and you know that you're never gonna go back there. So that resilience builds up in you. And I think in some ways it manifests in me that I appear to be quite hard sometimes and tough and um, scary even. <laughs> people are scary. I know, but some people do say to me, you're a bit scary and I, I don't mean to be. And I'm glad to hear you say that you don't think I am, but. I think it's because I, I've built this kind of firm, hard shell around me uh, because I never am going to let anyone or anything uh, harm me again. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, but, but on the positive side, because of my experiences, I am very adaptable. And I, I, I genuinely uh, um, believe and certainly hope that I can talk to most people from and I can understand their their viewpoint I'm extremely empathetic and uh, that you know I don't I am a no-nonsense character Uh, when I work with my clients when I'm mentoring you know I I will listen to their stories of course and empathize but once we've heard the stories now it's time to work and I'm a no-nonsense character in that respect and I think that people who work with me they appreciate that because um, in fact, funnily enough, I just recently had a, a lovely um, review on LinkedIn uh, from a client uh, of mine who said to me that uh, I was very adaptable uh, at working with lots of different types of people. And I, I think that's that stems from all of my experiences mm-hmm. um, because I can empathize. We all we all have challenges in life. And I think I can empathize with that. Yeah, I think um, sometimes we forget that um, our life, how important our life experiences are in our work um, and how we can really sort of um, infuse those within how we understand people and how we we approach people and listen, um, you know, with an open ear instead of like an assumption or a judgment. Um, I think, yeah, the more knocks you've had, the more the more ability you have to, to, to be able to do that. Um, yeah, for sure. So um, 
what other characteristics do you think you have embodied during your journey, um, apart from resilience, that have really served you? Definitely a positive um, attitude, a positive mental attitude. Um, I, I, I genuinely feel very positive. Even this year, the year of COVID, I have felt positive all year even through the ups and downs, and we've all had ups and downs, yeah. some more downs than ups, but I, I genuinely am able to be positive and uh, smile a lot. I always try and smile every day and laugh every day. You know, it, it's I, I, the positivity, it creates that mindset that you, no matter what you're doing, whether it's, it's a fun thing or not so fun, um, I, you know, I try, I try and make it as, as, as fun as I can. And I'm, I'm, because I'm positive, I'm able to help other people to be positive mm -hmm. as well and infuse uh, uh, other people into, um, you know, doing things that uh, we need to do, particularly in business. And I, I, so I think that that positivity and that mindset, and, and I know people say mindset is everything, and I don't believe it is everything. I think it's very important, but it isn't everything. But I, 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 it is important for us to have a positive mindset. And it's, I've worked on that for probably the last 10 years. Um, and I, you know, I have people who say, when I speak to them, you're always so positive, you're always so happy. And I, well, I've worked on this, you know, I want, this is the person I want to be. And it, we decide who we want to be. Yeah, yeah. We absolutely decide. And I made that decision uh, a long time ago that I wasn't going to be a sad anymore. I wasn't going to be unhappy whatever I did, I was going to aim to be the most positive person I could be. Not annoyingly positive, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really irritating. Really, people. yeah. Just like. Yeah. I don't, I don't go around singing and stuff. Singing. <laughs> Why not? But no, no, do you know, it's, and I think, I, yeah, that is certainly, definitely how I feel. Like, I'm so glad that somewhere inside of me that the happy poppy person that I am and can be it decided to stay and decided to fight for that you know to, to be in my day every day um but how do you um do you have like someone that gave you a marker of that happiness when you're little or like how did you how did you make that decision to to be that happy person or positive person you know at least one tiny bit of positivity every day to keep you you go in uh, I have absolutely no idea to be quite honest with you I'm just desperately trying to think of a really good answer to that. <laughs> I can't, I that's can't. Fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. sometimes sometimes I'll be honest I think I feel the same like I don't know why I decided to, I think possibly to... for me yeah I think yeah. possibly for me it was because I I did go through a period of negativity you know when everything was wrong you know seemed to be wrong it was all a doom and gloom a disaster and I was depressed and you know I I think and I I and and again this may sound awful I don't know but I I don't like being around those types of people and I thought if I am that person I, I'm dragging other people down and again yeah. it's not the person I want to be um and I don't think it's the person I am naturally either but I, if you think about the impact that you're having on other people, not just on yourself, but the impact on other people, that that can be a bit of a wake up call as well. Yeah. And and sometimes, I mean, I, even I've worked with clients who have been very negative and I've had to snap them out of it. And I've had to say to them, look, I'm going to be blunt here. 
your attitude is very negative. And do you think that this is going to work for you? You know, and, and once someone actually says that to you, and I don't think anyone actually said it to me, but I maybe said it to myself. I don't know. Mm. But, uh, you know, they, they, we tend to sort of think, whoa, OK, I, I, you know, no, I don't want to be on my own. So if I'm negative and, you know, depressing, no one's going to be want to be around me. And I think for me, that probably and I'm not, of course, I, I understand that depression is an illness and I'm not sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, that's a completely different ballgame. You know, no, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think um, I think being being a, a negative person or being someone who's carrying all that weight around is just such a heavy thing to do isn't it when you carry carry the drama and the um and we, you know we all go through those phases I definitely know that, that I was part of that we're getting caught up in the drama and getting caught up in the negative language I was speaking to myself and really bringing yeah. myself down which only yeah. fueled other people's behavior around me so um yeah. yeah if we can choose that one positive thing each day to start speaking to ourselves in that way then we can really turn it around absolutely yeah. self-talk is so so mm. important and it, it again it's something that we do discuss in in uh, when i'm mentoring you know it, it, you we we sometimes even say things that night you know you, you silly woman or, or what are mm. you doing it you know it if I ever hear anyone say that, I always have to say, please don't say that. That's, you know, you're not giving yourself a, a, a positive uh, mindset there. You, you, you're pulling yourself down. And why would you do that? You're your own best friend. And I love yeah. that. Saying. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think it's absolutely true. Uh, you are your own best friend. So treat yourself how you want, you know, to be treated. Um because if you can't love yourself and you can't, you know, be nice to yourself, why on earth would you expect anyone else to, to do that? Yeah, completely. And it takes a big, can take quite a hard few lessons to learn that though, yeah. can't it? Completely. Yeah, yeah totally. <sighs> so you're really passionate about financial independence and, and how you can, um, you know, help other women become, um, you know, driven to create wealth for themselves and um, how can women take a step towards that financial independence what what kind of things can they do and what would you recommend the place that they start well I I think initially you again it's making that decision that it's what you want to do financial independence it doesn't mean running a multi, you know, being the CEO mm. of a multi-million pound or multi-million dollar company. That, that's not what financial independence is about. Financial independence can be, um, you know, starting from managing your own finances, your personal finances, for example. And I think for a lot of women, just getting a handle on that in the first instance is, is the first stepping stone. And it was for me, really, in a way, because I... I needed to work out, you know, we, we, we talk about um, working out what your financial freedom figure is um, to, 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 so that you know how much money you need every month to earn, to pay all your bills or to pay whatever it is that you need to pay for without any extravagances. I'm not talking about luxury mm -hmm. holiday or Jimmy Choo shoes or whatever it is. Um, it's, it's about that, the basic needs. And I think, that first working out that first figure, sitting down, you know, going through your accounts, working out how much you need to earn. Some people don't even know that. And to me, that's the most basic thing. 
I, I like to know every single month, how much money do I need to pay all my bills? I don't need to worry about that now, uh, of course, but I, it's the, it, I, I still work it out. I still like to know where I am. And it, it's about acknowledging that you're taking control of your finances. So I would suggest that if anyone uh, listening to this particularly is, is concerned about their finances, it's really start to delve into them because we sometimes, you know, just bury our heads in the sand and think, oh, well, oh, yeah. I've managed this far, it'll be okay. But, yeah. but actually taking control of it is, is such a big step for, for many people particularly women and we we if we take that control it becomes less scary and I think some people think actually I don't want to know because it's too scary but it, it, in fact it works the opposite if you do know you can you know you're starting that to take that control and you're able to to work out what you need when um, and, and that can be incredibly helpful so that will be the first step once you've got that under control I think very much you're open to creating further wealth so that would be either you know becoming an entrepreneur starting your own business uh collaboration with 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 other people it can be all sorts of of different ways i mean my my vehicle for independent finance uh you know was property and that worked for me um but it doesn't you know that scares a lot of people for some reason it didn't scare me um actually i was terrified the first property i ever bought <laughs> because I thought if this goes horribly wrong, you know, I'm really scuppered, but um, yeah. it did work out, thankfully. Um, and uh, yeah, and the rest is history. So, but again, that's not the vehicle for everyone, uh, but there are lots of other ways, you know, lots of other investments that people can make, um, lots of other uh, ways. And, and through what you mentioned, um, Rise Wise Woman, which is my, uh, my current business that I started with a, a, a lovely business partner and friend, uh, Andrea. We started that this year. Well, we actually started it last year, but it took off this year. And that's very much about helping women to, to create those businesses uh, the right way without making uh, as many mistakes as some of us have that didn't have a mentor or didn't have any, a course or a guide in any yeah. way. To, to create that financial independence. So it's through a vehicle that you choose that you want to, um, you know, you want to create. Yeah, um, I think I found that it's really empowering when you take a look at your finances and realise, um, although it'd be different for everyone, like what the essential money, money you know, things that you need is not that much if you put it into perspective and you know, if you've got a regular job or you can look at how you could create the, the, the money through working for yourself, um, mm. you know, it's, it's quite on black, black and white. It's quite easy to put together, isn't it? To, to sort of like and, and realise, oh, actually, it's not it's not quite as bad as it seems. Um, and it and, usually you know, isn't as bad as people think. You're yeah. right. Absolutely. And if you just, you know, even if you've got debt, which, you know, I've experienced um, having to, to pay debt off and, you know, deciding how much I do that a month and, and being OK with only paying like a couple of quid at the start. But knowing mm. that you're just you're taking your power back each time you, you spend that pound on, on making yourself debt free or financially financially free, then you're taking your power back. Um, in a financial way and it is really incredibly empowering 
Mm, so um, with Rise Woman, um, Rise Wise Woman, <laughs> I love that that it's Rise, you know, Wise Woman because we underestimate our wisdom and our strength, and you know, all the things that we juggle as women. How um, do you think that that like you've put that in the title? You know, what made you do that? Why do you think it's important to let women know that they're wise? I think the 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 original because we had a few different names before we we settled on this one. Um, we went through a sort of a process of you know thinking of different uh, different names, but wise was put in there because Andrea and I are both in our fifties. In fact, Andrea was 49. She'll probably tell me off if I don't. <laughs> she was 49 when we started, um, but she's now in her 50s. And we, it started really as a passion project. Um, I had the idea early on last year and decided that it would be, it would work better with, with collaborating with another business partner. So that, that's, you know, what I did. Um, and it was finding the right person to, to be involved with it. Um, but I, I think we have both been through massive experiences, you know, pretty tough times, pretty mm -hmm. tough times. I won't obviously share Andrea's story. That's for her to do. But but it was we have become very wise from our experiences. And when you get into your 50s, I think most of us have had massive experience but it's something we felt we had wisdom and we had knowledge that we could share with women and also encourage other women to acknowledge their wisdom as well mm -hmm. and I think a lot of women do not um, you know they really don't understand how how wise they are how much knowledge they've got and how much that they actually have to share because we we do so much in our lives whether we're you know working or bringing up children you know what looking after we do so much we, we look after our elderly parents in, in many cases as well as I did um, and you learn so much from everything that you do and we have that such that that incredibly wide scope of experiences throughout our lives and I think it's so lovely to be able to share uh, that that ex that wisdom that knowledge and experience with, with other women and as I say encourage them to acknowledge actually you've got wisdom too mm. um, and it, it brings out uh, so much you know we, we've had a wonderful um, live round of Rise Wise Women uh, in uh, October and November and it was a two-month program and seeing where the women were at the end of this two-month process was just incredibly um, satisfying because we could see how they'd grown but they, they'd grown from what we taught them but they'd also grown from acknowledging themselves and acknowledging that they had these brilliant skill sets and and that it was you know some of them many had many unique skill sets but but they'd learned these through you know th through their their life skills that they'd learned um, and they were then able to take that put it into their businesses and really grow those businesses uh, from that place of acknowledgement which which was wonderful it really was wonderful no, it sounds amazing and, and I, you know I've been following your journey since uh Rise Wise Women um began and just um it's 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 empowering for ourselves and also inspiring for others to see that women just naturally give back like 
we've got all this stuff and we just want to give it, we not give it away, but just like give it out and say, right, I know this, you have it too, because you know, that's how we all step up together and how we can, you know, pull a, pull each other up and, um, you know, provide shoulders to stand on in a, in a really respectful way. And um, I know that you are um, also not just um, giving back to women, but you, you love um, conservation. You've been a deer ranger. I, I love I'm just like <laughs> when I met you. Oh, yeah, I'm a deer ranger as well. So what? <laughs> like what even is that like but just you know just just share like does that fuel you does that like um inspire you to be able to sort of like step into your you know put your deer ranger hat on and also you know to to sort of like um give back in the way of trees I know you you talk about a little bit of that but just share that with me for a moment just well, it's it's funny because I I never intended to be a deer ranger. It, it it was something that kind of happened through the back door, so to speak. I I decided um, probably about eight years ago that I eight nine years ago that I wanted to um, yeah volunteer, give back to my community, and I was in a position where I wanted to. Um, you know, do I was able to do conservation or I wanted to look into it. So I did contact the National Trust, which is an amazing uh, organization. And it was a way in, in, in some ways of me getting outside because when I was caring for my daughter, one of the things was that she couldn't go outside very much. She was chronically ill. So for me, I needed to get that space and just to be able to get out, breathe some fresh air. So, so I was very fortunate that my parents were able to look after my daughter and I would go out for sort of a half day or a full day. Uh, to work with the National Trust and um, they offered me all sorts of positions because I I speak French and a little bit of Spanish and they were very keen for me to work in the shop uh, or to work in the cafe and I'm going no no I don't want to do that and they said well there is a a position as as a volunteer deer ranger would that be of interest and I went, yes, absolutely. I had no idea what, what it meant or <laughs> what I had to do. I think there were only two other women who, who, who were doing it um, out of a team of probably about 20. But I thought, yeah, let me in there. So I went up and did a, uh, and it was amusing because I, I went up on a Monday morning to meet with a lovely gentleman who, who took me around on a, de- on a tour to explain to me about the deer and everything. And I had some very, I'd been to a charity ball on the Saturday night and I had these very long red <laughs> oh, no. uh, painted nails and, and he kept looking at my hands and I kept thinking, oh, this is so embarrassing. And at the end of the, uh, the walk, he said to me, are you sure you're a country person? You know, are you comfortable in the country? I said, I know what you're looking at. I said, I know you can see my hands. I explained I'd been to this charity ball and, and we laughed about it for, for years afterwards because um, I think it was the only time that I ever had those long nails. It certainly stood out anyway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I think he was really worried that I was going to be some sort of, you know, turn up with my Gucci bag or something and try and do, <laughs> do tours, you know, but it didn't turn. Instead, I sort of ended up wearing a sexy green National Trust fleece. But um, yeah, so that was fun. And I, I abs- it was, I, you know, it was lovely. I absolutely it was one of the best decisions I made because I got out in the fresh air. I was able to clear, you know, I was quite stressed at the time when I started. Um, and I, it was just clearing my mind. And I, I often went, um, it was actually at Durham Park in just outside of Bath where I volunteered. And I often went up there with, with a ton of 
you know, challenges um, around my businesses, my property business. And I would walk out, I'd go and visit the deer, make, check them all over. And then I'd take out a, a group on a, on, a, on a talk, you know, guided talk. And even though I was busy the whole time doing things, you know, suddenly I'd get this inspiration from being outside in a different environment. And this would come to me and I would think, oh my goodness, I've just worked out what I can do about this challenge I've got. And I'd scuttle home at the end of the day, really excited. I'd be quite tired because, you know, sometimes you'd be walking for quite a it's few It's a hours. big place. It's stunning. It is. Stunning place, but massive. Yeah, it's yeah. nearly 300 acres. And yeah. you'd probably end up walking around it three or four times in that, you know, in a day. Because sometimes I'd do two, two guided walks, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And those are an hour each. And then you check the deer when you get in in the morning and before you leave in the evening as well. So, you know, it was quite a, quite a big, uh, big role, really. Um, but I'd get home, I'm very tired, but I'd run in and my mum would say, you know, did you have a great day? I'm going, yeah, yeah, just a minute, mum, just got to go and write all this down. And I <laughs> literally go and sit at the table and write all this stuff down because I had so much inspiration. And then the other thing you mentioned was about, um, I did that almost for seven years, actually, or seven seasons, which was brilliant. I don't do it at the moment because um, I protect- might be moving out of the area. But um, I, I got this bug for planting trees as well because that's one of the things that the National Trust when I was there they decided to focus on planting trees so I did actually help with some of the planning and some of the tree oh, planting okay. wow. and uh, yeah and I suddenly thought to myself this is a this is great uh, and I set myself a task about three years ago that I was going to plant a thousand trees um, and so I'm working through that um, I think I'm up to about 50 now so I've got a heck of a long way to go but my if I can plant a thousand trees in my lifetime I'll be really happy with that <laughs> oh my god you know you know how I feel about trees I just I want to buy every woodland and just protect yes. it um and plant trees as well so I uh, really admire you doing that do you um think um or do you believe like as women like we have this responsibility to give back do you think that's something we should should carry that way or do you think as we naturally do it it's something that we will infuse in our businesses anyway um yeah I think uh, uh, responsibility is a big word I I I think it's everybody's responsibility to give back uh, if 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 I'm honest and not just women and I I but I think probably it's it's more women do it than men now that, yeah. that's again I'm not knocking men in that. I think it's because we are women are very nurturing yeah. uh, by nature, and um, you know if we take it right back to the the hunter gatherers, the nurturers, and that that's mm-hmm. who we fundamentally are as as men and women. But I think that um, I think that's changing uh, very fast at the moment. I think we're both men and women are taking on each other's roles in in many ways. Mm. Which is not a bad thing. I don't. No, I I love seeing that. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, it's progress as far as as far as I'm concerned. But I, I, I do. I, I appreciate what you're saying that it, it's because we are women are nurturing by nature. We we perhaps consider the role of uh, environmental um, support, uh, if you could say that, uh, more more. A role for us to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love gardening. I'm not particularly good at it. I'm no expert at all, but I'm learning. You know, every year I try and do something different and learn about it. Um, and and being part of the National Trust for, for seven years, I learned so much about conservation, uh, even even how to build stone walls and you know all sorts. Yeah, of things. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, 
you know you just wouldn't think um to do but I, I i loved it and and yeah i i think if we can all do something in our own small way mm-hmm. whether it's contributing i mean i make regular contributions to the woodland trust for example um i i'm unable to volunteer with them uh, because there's no location near me but i i do uh, one of my charities that i support is the woodland trust and i i give through my limited companies i i give donations to them as well as other charities but it's it's something that I don't know it just took my I've always lived in the countryside pretty much I spent six months living in London when I was in my early 20s which was great fun but I was absolutely exhausted after six months (laughs) (laughs) and left and decided to go and live in Spain instead which is a whole another story but it you know it's I do love being outside in the fresh air and the countryside and um, I'm a bit of a fair weather walker I have to say I'm not a a, a super keen walker I, I don't like going out walking all day as as I know some people do and if it's raining I'm really not in a good mood <laughs> no I don't mind I, I, sometimes it's good to walk in the rain I'm just like feel yeah, yeah really invigorating um but yeah I, I'm kind of like depending depending where I am sometimes in, in my mood I'm, I'm like not okay I'm a bit of fair weather yeah. mostly I'll go out in anything um yeah. quite happy just to be outside but um yeah it's I yeah I couldn't do with that like the outside is just like complete joy it's just, oh, yeah it. it is joy it. it is so much joy who um is there anyone in particular that um inspires you that sort of like keeps you going you know sort of um you know in, in a business sense or a personal sense that you you know think people should go and take a bit a slice of their cake and, and be inspired themselves well that, that's interesting I I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, a wonderful lady called Ali Brown who uh-huh. I I met a few years ago I think actually you were with me at the time um, yeah. you may have been at the event yeah yes. event we went to where she was speaking and I I knew a little bit about her before um and I followed her uh ever since then and I found her I find her incredibly inspiring she she appeals I think uh to women who want to create big businesses um multi-million pounds or or, or actually six seven eight figure mm-hmm. In fact, I don't even think she does six figure anymore. She's the seven and eight figure and nine yeah. figure queen now. Um, so she mentors uh, women who, who cr- you know, create or want to create these massive businesses. And I do follow her. I think she has uh, some incredible knowledge to share. I'm also a massive fan of Robin Sharma. Um, and I find his, his work as well very inspiring. But I, uh, the people who inspire me are, are those people who um give freely of their knowledge and that's something mm. that I like to do as well and it kind of taught me that you don't you know yes of course I need income and I need a business and I I you know do lots of things to earn money but I I think one of the things that did inspire me is that these people give away so much knowledge for free and that that's that's why I do it because it you know it, it stands out for me and I, of course every mentor I am sure uh, I certainly hope anyway, you know, is inspired by their wonderful clients. And I, I absolutely learn something from every single client that I ever work with. And, and to me, I find my clients very inspiring. Um, you know, seeing their stories where they'll go from a very a negative, you know, some people, like you mentioned before, people who are in debt to creating wonderful, really high profit businesses. 
Um, and, and that for me is inspiring because I, I'm only a very small part of that, but, but, but they're wonderful people who really do, you know, commit to goals and work towards them. And, and that motivates me massively mm-hmm. and inspires me massively as well. And it's so it's such a rewarding thing, isn't it? Watching your yeah. clients aha moments and yeah, the growth. Um, and yeah, just like sometimes just like, like you say, going from quite a negative place and seeing them actually smile for the first time or something, you know, just like that's incredible to be able to witness that and be have a privilege to take part in that. Um, yeah, it's really, really rewarding. So it is 2021. Mm. When this goes out <laughs> okay and um for me you epitomize goal setting but you that's that's kind of like I didn't put you on a pedestal but you know what I mean? that's like <laughs> goal, goal setting queen and I really admire you for that and I'd really love for you to sort of share maybe some um goal setting tips or like how can people start 2021 off um maybe some little things we were talking before about like baby steps and like what can one thing they can do daily uh what's you know one thing they can read or learn that can help them start 2021 off with a positive note I think I'd like to say yeah I'm I'm yeah I'm so excited about 2021 I've got so many plans and goals already uh in place and in fact I was working on my goals last night um, just refining them because I probably start working on my goals probably about six months before the end of the year. I start jotting down things that I know that I'm not going to be able to do in in the current year, but I I want to you know achieve the next year. Um, so I do work on my goals regularly. It's something which is 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 very important to me, and I set monthly goals. And I actually have a I'm part of a small mastermind group of women who are six you know six figure plus uh multiple six figure plus business owners um up up to seven figures and and we set monthly goals and we work towards those and keep keep each other accountable and i think one of the things i mean there's quite a lot of things you asked me there but the first thing i would do when setting goals is again look at the end goal what is what is the bigger picture here what are we trying to work towards because if you don't know and I don't want to use loads of cliches here, but if you don't know where you're going, you can't, you're not going to be able to get there. So the first thing is to work out what is the big picture, what is the end goal, and then work backwards, work those goals backwards to what is the first step. Um, so it, 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 it does take time. It, it doesn't take five minutes to set goals. And I do find it slightly irritating sometimes when people think, oh, I'm just going to sit down for a couple of minutes and just jot down my goals. It doesn't work like that. It really doesn't. You have to have a plan because it's it's working towards those bigger picture goals that, that big, you know, and I'm not saying set 10 year goals because most people can't even see a week ahead, you know, a month ahead, let alone a year yeah, or 10. I think if you can just get in your week at the beginning yeah. and yeah. just see yeah. how that's going to you know, pan out and set yeah. one little thing, then, yeah, it's more encouraging, isn't it, to be able to do it that? Is. And it's breaking down those goals into baby steps. So I, what I tend to do is I'll have my annual goals. I'll break them down into perhaps monthly goals and then break those down into weekly goals. And then if I can, I'll have a daily, you know, daily 
goals that I set for myself, little tasks that I want to achieve. So I could, because I'm quite a good, I'm quite keen on ticking boxes. Tick, tick boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I love ticking. The, in fact, I have been known to achieve something and then write it down and tick it. Because yeah, I, like I quite like doing that sometimes. I'm kind of a bit of both. Sometimes I'm like, I'm okay. But sometimes yeah. I like to make a little tick list. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, to, absolutely. Gives you a little bit of uh, oomph, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, but I think also, um, you know, once you've set those little goals, you, you mentioned about inspiration for, you know, what can you do daily? And I absolutely can guarantee to you that to keep my spirits up, to keep my motivation high, to keep to help with my positive mindset, every single day, I listen to either, a, 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 I either read maybe 10 pages of a book, uh, you know, a, a positive mindset book or an inspirational book, um, you know, a biography, autobiography, whatever it is. Uh, or I listen to a podcast such mm, as yours. I love so podcasts. I've been listening to your podcasts, which are brilliant. Um, you know, I've been, um, you know, there's so much that you can do. There's so much out there, a TED talk or you know youtube whatever it is i will do something every single day i try and do it in the morning because that motivates me um i maybe sit down have my cup of tea in the morning i've got a lovely chair by uh, a huge you know uh, some french doors huge windows and i'll sit and look into the garden and i will listen to a podcast or something or read and i, I do that for maybe half an hour every morning and it's kind of my morning ritual to to get me motivated to get me you know, to get me in that right frame of mind, to, to set me up for a, for a positive day and, and, a, and a, you know, so I can achieve um, lots of things that I want to do. Um, one of the massive big tips I can give you about goal setting is don't set too many goals because mm -hmm. you're setting yourself up for failure every time. And, you know, it, it is important to really acknowledge that we all have limitations. And there's, you know, if you can delegate goals out to other people, or get people to help you with that. If you're building a team in your business or, or whatever it is, you know, that's great, but don't overload yourself because it's the fastest way to failure um, because you'll just get disappointed. You'll get disheartened. You'll feel bad about yourself because you'll, you, you might think, well, I'm rubbish because I haven't done all this stuff. It, it, you don't need to do a lot. In fact, sometimes it's those, it's picking the right things to do, which make the most difference. Um, and really think about, you know, if it's if it's something that you're doing for business, really think to yourself, is this is this a, a money making activity? You know, if, if, you, if your business is to make a profit and I, I certainly hope anyone in business <laughs> is in business yeah. to make a profit, you know, ask yourself, is this is this is this goal? Is this task that I've set myself? Is this going to contribute to me making a profit or is it a waste of time? Because sometimes we do things that actually we don't really need to do. We think we need to do it, but when we really, really hone down and look at it in detail, we don't need to do it. And it's um, I think successful people are those people who are able to knock out the things which aren't really important. Yeah, yeah, to, 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 to declutter the, the thing you need from the actual need um in your life yeah completely okay uh, right well is there anything else for 2021 you'd like to say to those listening that can help them pull themselves up as well as take the step to becoming somebody 
who probably already inspires others, but just, you know, can take that little step further to sharing their wisdom and um, empowering themselves to step into their skill set. You know, is there anything? Yeah, I think, I mean, we uh, most of us have had challenging 2020s for sure. And I, I, I certainly think that we all need to be positive about 2021 there's going to be we talk I mean I don't want to go on about the new normal and all of that oh, no, no no everybody talks about it but it it you know it's I think it's important that we all have a positive out view you know outlook for 2021 there's still a lot of really positive stuff going on and 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 maybe one of my hot tips would be stop watching the news because that that's oh depressing God, yeah. for yeah. anybody um, I literally will read the news, uh, maybe on, on the BBC News, once a day, and then that's done. I know what's going on. I don't need to know any more than that. I'm, and I focus on my own work. And I think that as women, we need to do that as well. Mm. I think 2021 is going to be a great year. There are some, there's some great incentives going on. Um, and I think for any woman who, who is maybe doubting um, or, or maybe feeling... Um, uninspired about what's happening in the world I think it's it's down to us each individually to create some positivity to create some um you know real focus for our businesses for our health as well for our wealth you know it, it's health has been such a big topic um recently and I, I we all need to, uh, to play our part in that and be healthy so even if it's lifting yourself up to empower other people it's it's lead by example it's it's be as healthy as you can be it's um you know share your knowledge with people whether it's on podcasts or it, you know face you know facetime whatever it is it get out there and share your knowledge don't be don't be nervous about it because we all start somewhere we all have to start somewhere with this and I mean I can remember the first you know Facebook live I did was absolutely terrifying and, and this is after years of being an international yeah oh, sometimes it's harder to be on video oh, than it is to stand up in a room it's I was so nervous I thought I hope this works and you're worried about the tech and all this but you know I've done it now and and you know Andrea and I've done many Facebook lives on our you know, our, our Rise Wise Woman Facebook page. And it, it, it it's great, but it's just share your knowledge. Just help as many people as you can, because we all have that knowledge to share. As I said before, we, you may not think it, you have it because it's second nature to you, but it's really important to, to help each other. I think we really need to be kind and help each other and really focus on, on those goals that, you know, how can we help other people? Because when you help other people, they help you and then that helps your business yeah. as well. Completely, I firm believer in together we are the difference in what comes comes next. Um, yeah. yeah, an excellent um advice there. So my last question, which I ask everybody, um, if you could shine a light on any area of darkness in the world, what would it be and why? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I think darkness in the world. I think there's still a lot of work to be done on women's empowerment. And as you know, that I'm very passionate about that. And I think I'd like to think that if I can inspire women through my story uh, to be brave and take the first step towards their financial independence, that would be amazing. 
Um, women, I think women need to know that there is hope. There is definitely, definitely hope out there. No matter, you know, what your background is or, or what your current circumstances are, with the right guidance, I think women can really create amazing lives for themselves. And I'm, I'm living proof of that. I mean, I really am. I, I went from such a terrible situation to an extremely, you know, positive, uh, positive one. And I, I certainly hope that women do know that there is hope because there is. Um, and I'd, I'd love every single woman to understand that they deserve to be happy as well. It's not, and financially independent. And we all, as women, we all want to be surrounded by people who love us and, and every woman deserves that, period. It's, it's just a fact. Um, and as long as we accept that and we know that, that that's, that's there for us and it, it really is there for you, um, it's again making that decision, isn't it? Um, I, I think that, again, just any inspiration that I can give um, around women's empowerment, that I'm, I'm absolutely there. <laughs> You are indeed, yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, in complete agreement, women's empowerment is is definitely the way forward um, for, for everything, I think, I believe. Um, where can, uh, where's your favourite place to hang out online? Do you have a specific um, or particular uh, social media hangout that you like? To, to... Well, I, I personally hang out on Instagram. I, I, I love Instagram. Um, Catherine Maguire, me is my personal sort of handle, but I, uh, we have for Rise Wise Woman, we have um, Instagram and Facebook um, pages. So if you want to go along to our to either of those and follow us, we do uh, every week. We're going to start. We're doing biweekly Facebook lives at the moment, where we will we actually are teaching topics uh, oh, around entrepreneurial, you know, entrepreneurial uh, skills. So we do that every other week. We're going to start doing it every week from January um and yeah we've got lots of things going on and if anyone wants to find out more about the courses that we're doing um uh, they're very welcome to go to risewisewoman.com and and hang out there have a look and see what's going on we've got some good blogs uh, well some great blogs and, and lots of information so we try to give out as much free information as we possibly can and those who are inspired to take that next step and uh, come along with us on one of our courses um, would be very welcome. We've, we've had some incredible uh, feedback from our first live round that we did uh, this year and it, uh, this autumn. Uh, and we're, we're, we're thrilled to bits with it. So we're going to be doing a next uh, live round in, in March and April which will be um, promoting in, in February. So, uh, in fact, it's still it's open now, I believe. The cart is open now if anyone wants to buy themselves a fantastic uh, Christmas present or New Year's present to get started. Um, they, they can go along to that and, uh, and enrol for the course. We only have a limited number of spaces because we actually do online mentoring along with this course as well. And so we have a weekly sort of Q&A, which is um, open for people to ask questions of us. Um, which is kind of like free mentoring, which is great. Um, but yeah, so that's where, where we are at the moment. Um, but I'd be delighted to hear from anyone who, um, who's listened to this and has found it inspiring in any way, um, or who would like to be part of a, a group of very inspirational women who are really taking their businesses um, seriously and are focusing on some great outcomes uh, in 2021. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I fully recommend um, for you to sort of dip into the Rise Wise uh, Woman. And, um, you know, the, the, some of the resources I've seen coming through 
uh, have been incredible and I know that I wish I'd had some of those when I was starting out sure um brilliant thank you so much Catherine it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you I've enjoyed every moment and I wish we didn't have to stop now but we do um so um thank you and for, for those listening um if you've heard anything you um, like, it will probably be written in the show notes so you can click on it and go direct. Um, thank you for listening and um, I'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you.